Getting, Getting hitched? hitched? There's, There's a, podcast a podcast for that, for that. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, it. to it. The Save the, the Date Wedding, wedding podcast. podcast. The number the one podcast, podcast about, about all things, things wedding wedding-y. It's funny seeing you here. Are you planning a wedding? Are you organizing the big day, your big day, well, then you're in the right place because that's what I do. I talk about wedding planning. I'm Alicia, the host of the Save the Date Wedding podcast. I am an author, a comedian. Gee, I've done a lot of stand-up gigs. I don't know if you can tell by my tone. Probably not. As one of Rich's... One of my husband Rich's workmates, and it always makes me giggle like that. That's my uncomfortable, uncomfortable giggle, where I'm like, "Are you ki- are you kidding me?" One of his workmates, um, when they said, "And what does your wife do?" and Rich says, "Well, she is a performer and a comedian." And then the next thing that is commonly asked and said, which I always think is a weird thing, is, "Oh, is she funny?" And you think, "What?" What? Even if I'm not funny, uh, why would you be asking the husband is she funny? He has to, by law, say, yes, she's hilarious. I pee my pants every time she talks. That's the rules. I love being a part of your day and I'm very happy that we get to share this time together. A little recap. Uh, we are now up to episode 84 of the Save the Date Wedding podcast. If you have listened to all of the podcasts, get a gold star. You get a special stamp saying, well done you, you're very clever. If you haven't, we'll go back and and have a little look. Maybe there are some topics that I've covered that you might be interested in. I cover a lot of different things to do with weddings, and I've been really happy to be able to share with you interviews with financial experts, lawyers, wedding planners, wedding celebrants, makeup artists, Oh my gosh, so many. I've got very specific themes, quite broad themes, but I really do try and keep all of my podcasts rather general in the sense that whether you're planning a destination wedding, maybe you're having a very religious ceremony, maybe you're an atheist, good for you, good for you, whatever you're choosing to do, I hope I can provide you with some insight and hopefully some laughs along the way. So this episode is Q&A Thursday. If you are new to the podcast, it is where I answer your listener questions and hope to give you a bit of guidance along the way and cut some of the bullshit that is surrounding weddings. Because to be honest, there is a lot of it going around. It makes me a little pooey. I get a bit angry. I get a bit snarky when I read rubbish. And uh, a lot of the times, and not to be anti-mainstream wedding press because a lot of the magazines and blogs are great, but then a lot of them also spout a lot of rubbish, which I don't necessarily agree with, such as you have to lose weight for your wedding, that you need to spend a certain amount to make it possible, that you need to do what other people want you to do, which is really the opposite of what I try and convey to you each episode. I am in the middle of a hair crisis, not a crisis at all. I just had a lot of hair cut off and a lot of hair for me. I didn't have a long, 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 long lot of hair, but I had enough, a couple of inches cut off. And now I'm just going through the struggling, uh, the crisis, the struggle time of after you leave the salon in the days afterwards, trying to figure out how the hell to manage it. So um, I needed to share that with you. It's got nothing to do with weddings this week. But I just feel like you might understand what I'm talking about. I support the fact that I'm having this shorter cut. I'm experimenting with it. But I just need to figure out how the hell to style it so I don't look like I drive a minivan 
and have 14 children. That's where I'm at. Where are you at this week? How is your wedding planning going? How are your relationships going? Are anyone giving you the shits? Probably. Are you having vendor problems? Are you having a wonderful time with your vendors? If you are, share. I love hearing stories. Some people just write to me and just give me updates, which I really appreciate. A lot of listeners have written questions and then I do encourage, if I answer your question, to give me a bit of a feedback, how it all went afterwards. And if you're getting married... Please share your images, your photos. I would love to see, especially people that have included me. And uh, I think you're all including me in your wedding day when it comes to planning. I feel like I'm, as one of my lovely listeners called me, a virtual bridesmaid. I'm there. I'm just not coming along to hen's parties, although I'd love to. First question today is from a lovely lady called Claire. She has written to me recently. She said, I am a new listener. And I am working my way through all of your episodes. Congratulations, Claire. I'm currently listening to Avoiding the Bridesmaids Blues. I think that's episode 69 or 70, perhaps. And I wanted to share my story, which is slightly a different angle. To cut a long story short, a friend didn't ask me to be her bridesmaid, which forced me to confront the fact that I wasn't as close to a particular group of school friends as I used to be. They were all still pretty tight, but I, for whatever reason, perhaps growing up, moving away, drifting apart, blah, 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 I love that she's written that, wasn't, I wasn't in that group anymore. It was a shock and I didn't deal with it that brilliantly. I was a little bit of a drama llama. Oh, my new favorite saying. She says, no tears or anything, but with our old friend hindsight, I wish I'd just kept my mouth shut and dealt with it on my own. But we talked and I apologized and everything was cool. I was still invited to the wedding and the Hindu actually, and I had a great time at both. We still talk, so things turned out fine in the end. I don't really have a conclusion or any advice. I just wanted to share that experience with you. I love the show. I'm British and I already knew what bogan and cashed up bogans were because I remember the Timmons family on Neighbours. I believe Janelle had a CUB, that's a cashed up bogan, number plate on her car. All the best, Claire. Claire is fabulous for sharing that with me. And when I read her email, it really made me think about how we can take on these feelings and take on... Well, having our feelings hurt when things don't necessarily go the way that you expect them to be. And that might come from, for example, Claire's point of view, where she sort of expected to be asked to be a bridesmaid. And when you're the only one out of a friendship group that isn't included in plans or proposals or events, it can really suck. It can hurt your feelings. And of course, as I've said before, expectations are such a huge factor of wedding planning. But it was lovely to hear from a different perspective, from Claire's perspective of not being included in her friend's plans. Now, from what it sounds like Claire has said, she didn't perhaps act in a way that she would do so now in hindsight, as she said. But also, I think Claire is wonderful for actually discussing it with her friend and being open enough and brave enough to actually confront her friend and say, um, hello, I actually thought 
that I was going to be part of this wedding day and I'm a little disappointed and I just wanted to get that out in the open because it might affect our friendship. Now, I'm not saying Claire said it in that way. As she said, she wasn't that stoked with her behavior. But I think the fact that she actually had the balls, the lady balls, to bring it up and have an open and honest conversation and therefore put it to bed and be able to not have those awful niggling feelings that you can have when you know that you should have a conversation with someone and perhaps settle an argument or some weird vibes. But actually bringing yourself to have that conversation can be really difficult. And often, if you know that person really well, or for example, like Claire was saying, she was really close to this group of women and then for whatever reasons hasn't been as close recently, to actually be able to stand up and say, oh, um, my feelings were really hurt and maybe you didn't even know that, but I just needed to tell you that so we could maybe put it to bed, close up these problems, and I don't then carry them with me for the next 40 years with a grudge. So I am very thankful, Claire, that you shared that story with me. And also, I think it would just be valuable for um, my Save the Daters, my listeners out there, you who are listening right now, to think a little bit about how I don't want to say our actions affect others because really that's part of being in society that we try not to be shitheads to other people because, you know, things that we say and do can affect people in different ways. But I more so meant that when you are coming to choose bridal party and give people jobs and ask them to be involved in the wedding, that there might be a friend out there that has expectations that aren't going to be met. And perhaps just to take a moment to think a little bit about who these people might be in your life and if there are any other ways that you can go about involving them, especially if they're sensitive, if they're particularly sensitive with the way that people react to them and interact with them. And I'm not saying to pander to these people because that's often why they're in that position in the first place sometimes. But perhaps just to be sensitive when it comes to who who you're asking and what you're asking to do and in the way that you're asking them to be involved. One thing I have been noticing is this idea that you make a really big deal of asking, almost like a proposal to bridesmaids. And if you're going to do that, that's great. But just make sure if there are three people at a, at a function or event when you're asking someone to be a bridesmaid, that if the other two aren't being invited to be a part of your wedding, maybe just be a bit thoughtful about how you do that. (laughs) I'm not saying you're going to purposely be mean girls or purposefully go out of your way to hurt people, but I do think sometimes we get involved in our own events and the excitement of it and not realize that perhaps someone else has been left out or feel bad. So Claire, I thank you very much for sending through that little story. And um, yeah, it really had made me think of the times in my life where I felt left out. And, you know, here's a little bit of a backstory. I've written lots of stand-up about this, but as a kid, I, my parents, well, my mum, let's be honest, my parents split up. My mum just had this penchant for moving houses and we moved. I went to 16 different schools. I moved a lot as a kid and 
that sort of movements really meant that I didn't have long-term friends. Really, it wasn't until I got to high school that I actually met people and started to develop these more longer-term friendships. And my situation as a kid, I think, has made me the confident young lady you're listening to now. I make friends very easily and I love being uh, the person that's confident and communicates easily and has the advantage of being outspoken and a professional big mouth, as some people have called me. But also not having those sort of long-term friends, uh, you know, it, it means that I've got friends that I've picked up in university and I've picked up in high school and at work and jobs but it's it's a different situation to people like Claire who said that, you know, she's had these friends for a long time, but then friends change and move and, and things evolve. People change, especially when you start adding other new friends into the mix. So I suppose I'm just saying that everyone deals with things in different ways and it's lovely to hear from a different perspective, especially from someone, I'm sure Claire, it sounds like you're planning your wedding now and listening to the show. And, uh, you know, you know how you'll act towards your friends who you might be involving in your wedding too. If you have a question that you would like to share or like Claire, a story or a statement or a theme or something that you want to pass on to me, I very much encourage you to do what Claire did. And that is visit savethedatepodcast.com and hit the connect button at the top of the page in the menu. And it will uh, send you to a special form that you can fill out and will be sent to me via the interwebs. And that is where you can also suggest themes like last Monday's episode, wonderful Charlotte, a listener sent through a topic and that was ethical and environmentally friendly weddings. And I thought that was a great idea. So I made it into an episode. So if you have something that I haven't covered or you'd like something more in depth, then I do encourage you to contact me via savethedatepodcast.com. There will be another Q&A question and answer after this. Recently, I was delighted to be included in a list by Hello Magazine. You know Hello Magazine? That's what you see if you're not from Australia. Actually, America's got it too. Hello Magazine is one of these amazing, gossipy, celebrity, bougie, magazines that you just sort of secretly want to step inside and live the lives of these people. But you often see the royals on the front or some sort of wonderful society people on the front. But they had, <laughs> I digress, Hello Magazine had the top five podcasts every bride should listen to. And I was so stoked that I had saved the date wedding podcast was top of the list. But also I wanted to share with you four of the other, well, the four other podcasts that were included in the list because they're great and I can absolutely uh, vouch for them that you perhaps would really benefit from listening to them. The Style Hour is a great podcast that gives you advice on dressing to suit your lifestyle. This is not about fashion in the sense, well, it is fashion, but it's also about saying how to you, how to you in another language, how do you um, find confidence and pick the right clothing and and accessories and all that sort of stuff to to feel good about yourself? We have so much time spent on how to, you know, people trying to sell us stuff. We need to find things that can create a certain confidence within ourselves. So that is the style hour. 
Also featured on the list was Nutrition Diva. It's all about finding, uh, well, Nutrition Diva talks about finding great food that is easy to prepare and will make you feel really good. I really like it because it's simple, it's not complicated, and it's not fatty. You're not trying to come up with some sort of fad diet that's going to be awful to stick with. And also, it's about changing your attitude to food as well. The Marriage Challenge is a podcast that's about preparing you for married life, which is fantastic because I talk a lot about how to get your wedding in gear And also, I'm trying to integrate the idea of marriage, what happens after marriage. And that's what the Marriage Challenge is doing. So that's another great example. And then my final one, which is one that I think should be on everyone's phone right now, if you're listening to this podcast, and that is Headspace. I don't know if you've heard about this before, but Headspace is a podcast and also they've got an app where you can learn the art of meditation. Now, before you go, uh, Alicia, woo-woo, listen to me. Meditation doesn't have to be attached to any religious practice. Well, actually, it's never attached to religious practice, really. Meditation is about the art of stillness, the art of closing your eyes and switching your brain off and learning that you can use guided meditations to take a moment and breathe and find mindfulness in in a calming and soothing environment. Now this doesn't mean and this is a beautiful thing about this podcast is that you can meditate for 5 minutes a day. That's all you need to do. And when I say meditate, I mean find a quiet space. It could be on the bus on the way to work. Don't do it while you're driving because that's dangerous. But you find a small space in time and you sit quietly and you listen to this podcast and you listen to their wonderful app series, which is absolutely free, where they guide you through how to meditate. Now, to be honest, I think meditation is one of those things where my brain gets really messy and full and I get stressed. And I know that if I go for a run, that's a meditative thing for me, not necessarily following the headspace idea. But if I go for a run and get in my own headspace in itself, that really helps me. But also when I'm stressed, when I've got to perform, when I am on the edge, which I think a lot of people are when they're planning a wedding, if you can find five minutes a day to chill the fuck out, to be quiet, to get in your own mindset and not think about weddings, not think about your husband-to-be or your wife-to-be or your mother-in-law or bills or money and to just clear the cache in your brain, then I guarantee you, you will feel lighter, you will feel smarter and more focused. So Headspace is one of those podcasts that, oh my gosh, it you'd pay for it, honestly. It's so good. So Headspace, The Marriage Challenge, Nutrition Diva, The Style Hour is really fun. And my podcast, which you're already listening to, they were the top five in the Hello Magazine uh, wedding podcast list. So it's delightful to be sharing that space with these uh, four other fabulous podcasts as well. All right. Do I have time for another quick question? 
Do I have time? Of course I have time. This question comes from the very lovely Erin. Now, she private messaged me via the Save the Date Wedding Podcast Facebook page, which is just facebook.com slash save the date podcast. She says, hey, Alicia, I know you have mentioned there are websites that have used wedding gowns. What were they? This is a very good question. She then goes on to say, I am, of course, in love with couture and high fashion designers that I, of course, can't afford. They're out of my budget. Thank you so much, Erin. So, Erin, this is a great question. And, of course, we've talked a lot about renting gowns and all this stuff in the past couple of weeks. But I hadn't mentioned the idea of buying a pre-used gown. Now, in my book, The Guide to Getting Hitched, which you can get for free if you visit guidetogettinghitched.com, I talk a lot about this, mainly because it's a cracking way to pick up a designer gown for, well, a lot less money. Now, as I said a couple of podcast episodes ago, I am very aware of people making huge assumptions that if they buy a gown worth $5,000 that they are going to be able to sell it for $5,000, and that's not the case. But there is a good way to subsidize. It's called pre-sale, where you purchase a gown and then you can make arrangements. You can put it online even before you get married. Now, this is weird, but go with me. If you buy a Vera Wang gown, for example, and it's a lot of money, and you know that there might be someone else that might want to wear that gown after you, then you could sort of basically get on some websites, which I'm going to be sharing with you momentarily. Get on those websites, list the gown, and see if there's another bride that is willing to purchase that gown from you after your wedding. Now, one thing that is very important to remember when you are buying a pre-loved sample um, wedding dress is that you need to be really open and honest with your communications with the vendor. And when I say vendor, the other person that owns the wedding gown. There are questions that you need to ask, such as, has this gown been altered? And if so, can you see images of the alterations? Now, a lot of good wedding dress tailors and seamstresses and men, seamstressmen, that's not a real word, uh, will alter gowns in a way that isn't removing fabric. They can cinch things in when they are doing cuffs and uh, when they are lifting the, the hemlines. A lot of the time, they won't be cutting off fabric, so they can be easily returned to their normal state. However, there are some gowns that do need to have material removed and uh, changed in a way that then cannot be undone. So if you are purchasing a pre-loved wedding gown, make sure the first question you ask is, is this the gown, is this gown in a similar state to what it was when you purchased it or can it be returned to that state? Then it's a really simple way to then take it once you receive it to your seamstress uh, or local bridal salon if they do alterations and get them to change it to your body. The second question is really important to ask uh, and make sure they put it in writing is that, that they will be dry cleaning the dress. One thing, well, this is a this is a two-pronged point I'm going to make here is that you need to make sure 
that they are taking it to a reputable dry cleaner and it is going to come out of the dry cleaner in a similar state, uh, well, basically as new. Now, you don't have any assurance that prior to the wedding or that during the wedding, I should say, it's not going to get a red wine stain on it or something's going to be... I don't know, traipse through a forest or a field or something. So you need to be aware that if you're making an agreement prior to the gown being worn, that the deal only happens if the gown is in the condition that you want it to be in. Now, I'm not suggesting, and this is for everyone, a lot of the times it's just easier to buy a secondhand wedding dress straight off the website when it's been worn and and fixed up and uh, dry cleaned, etc. But there are brides, I've been reading on forums, that are making deals with other brides that have the same wants and needs when it comes to buying a designer gown and going into sort of a business arrangement prior to the wedding that they will share the gown. I think it's a really interesting idea. It takes a bit of organizing and it does take, uh, I would say, trust and probably some sort of contractual agreement, something in writing that you can be guaranteed that you are getting what you are agreeing to. So that's an idea. Now, the wedding websites I would recommend are Once Wed. They have been selling or helping brides sell on their wedding dresses for years and it's great. It's a really nice looking website and also they do stock a lot of designer uh, high-end bridal designer gowns. Also there's Tradesy, T-R-A-D-E-S-Y dot com slash weddings is where you'll also find secondhand and pre-loved gowns. There's also preownedweddingdresses.com. And to be honest, there are lots of local, uh, or sorry, also still white. They're coming to me now. I'm thinking of things. Um, There are heaps of local websites. So if you are getting married in the UK, I know there is prelove.co.uk is one that I've seen on Twitter quite a lot. Lots of different specific um, bridal boutiques as well, physical bridal boutiques that stock pre-loved wedding gowns. What is great about these, I went to one in Melbourne when I was getting married before I found my wedding dress and she, the lady I talked with had a really nice little bridal salon that you would, it just looked like where you would go to buy new wedding gowns. Um, but all of the dresses that she had were being stocked on commission. So they, brides had brought along their wedding dresses and the lady that owned the bridal shop would get, I think it was like 10 or 15% of the sale price um, that was were purchased. So that's another thing. If you want to physically go along and try dresses on, that works as well. If you look up your local secondhand or pre-loved bridal salon, it's fantastic. And as I said in last Monday's episode, it's environmentally and ethically kind and friendly to do that because a lot of the time you're never going to wear these dresses again. So think outside the box. Also, if you go to along to a bridal salon and you find a dress, especially if it's one of the big brands, um, I guarantee you, you'll find that dress or a similar style on one of these websites. So don't think that you need to buy a brand new dress. There are always options. And to be honest, after you think about it, brides wear the dress for six to eight hours at the most. Six to eight hours. That's nothing. So when you're looking at a dress, as long as it's been looked after and dry cleaned and maintained in a, in a, in a 
way that you can then use again, why wouldn't you consider doing this? So I thank you so much for writing to me, Erin, and asking that question because I truly believe these websites are great. And also, if you have spent a lot of money on your wedding dress, I I implore you to, as soon as that wedding is done, if you have really no genuine intentions of wearing it again or passing it along to a daughter that is yet to exist and probably won't want to wear your dress in 20 to 25 years time for reals, then I suggest you jump on one of these websites and you smash out an ad and you make some money back and you help another bride have a fabulous day. Thank you so much for your questions this week. What a delight it has been to be sharing this time with you. Where do you listen to podcasts? That's one question I always love hearing the answers to when you write to me or tweet me or Facebook me. I sit in the tube down deep, 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 deep below London and I sometimes stare at all these people with their headphones on and wonder what they're listening to. Are they listening to... I don't know, podcasts, is it bloody heavy metal or punk music? Perhaps it's, I don't know, I watch The Real Housewives on my iPhone sometimes and then I get embarrassed, I'm on the train and sometimes when The Real Housewives logo comes up, I tilt the camera, I tilt the phone away. So there's no judgment, but that's just me. If you would like to get in touch, as I said, savethedatepodcast.com until Monday's episode of the podcast or until we meet again. I bid you happy wedding planning, happy relationships, good vibes, go into your headspace, and until then, happy days. Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.